Oh, can I start with a teeny tiny feminist fact? Yeah, sure. So, uh, in preparation for the for today's episode of the Metal and High Heels podcast, <laughs> I uh, googled the best metal singers, and of course, there there were a couple of top ten lists and stuff, and uh, of course, obviously, there are they are mostly men, and uh, if if there is any woman, it's Doro. Oh. But who who have been the men? All right. So the the top tens dot com says. I mean, these are of course uh, user made uh, lists rankings. But okay, user Mason Wayne says Bruce Dickinson, mm -hmm. Ronnie James Dio, Rob Halford, James Hetfield, Phil Anselmo, Ozzy Osbourne, Corey Taylor, Ben Burnley from Breaking Benjamin, uh, Hansi Kirsch, mm -hmm. Guardian. Dave Mustaine, Geoff Tate, mm -hmm. Chester Bennington, King Diamond. Oh, that's already 13. <laughs> yes, but all of them are really, really famous. And I think Doro is the only female-fronted metal band singer who is that famous. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Oh, I'm. It's my turn. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Kiki, and this is episode number 27 of the Metal and High Heels podcast. And this is Steffi and Pia. And we are your hosts on the Metal Heels podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, a while ago, we talked about vocals in metal and ended up speaking about female-fronted bands only. But all of us care about equality. And that's why in this episode, we talk about male vocals as the main topic. Um, the first impression could be there is less variety in male vocals. What do you think about that? Mm, no, no, never ever. <laughs> I would say my first thought was more there's less, um, there are less differences between the female vocals. Of course, I know it is not that, but um, it's not the case. I think both, both uh, genders can just do almost everything with their vocal, with their voice if they want to do it. It's just not a question of the gender. Definitely not. That's true. My thought was um, when we did the female vocals episode, I thought of the of the voices in in categories like um, skills and uh, unique voices. And with the male vocals, maybe maybe just because I haven't thought about it that much, but I can't differentiate like that. I wrote down some examples for different singing styles and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different um, styles of singing. So my conclusion to this question was yeah. that there are even more um, or can be more types of 
um, vocals, but I think women are able to do all of them too. Or you could also find uh, female-fronted bands for every example that I have here. So I started um, mm -hmm. with a male-fronted opera metal. <laughs> and I have the examples Therian and Aventasia. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if one could mention bands like Camelot, Visions of Atlantis, and Serenity in this genre too. Well, well, no. I have just to say no. <laughs> For me, Aventasia, Tobias yeah. Summit does not sing in an operatic style. No, that's no, just poppy. The singing style is just poppy. It's um, maybe you can. Um, I think we already talked about uh, Marco from Nightwish and Tarot. Yeah, you can describe mm -hmm. him much better as an operatic singer, or maybe yeah, from. He, um, also studied, um, he also studied opera singing. Yeah, or, or Henning Basse maybe also has a very, very strong voice, which reminds me of an opera singer. I, I wouldn't say any of those are actually operatic. Um, the Russian uh, the Russian band I saw with uh, Therion a couple of months ago, I'm forgetting the name, uh, they were like, that was very uh, technical operatic singing mm -hmm. i'm gonna link the band in the show notes because i really don't remember right now yes and put it in the playlist um, that we have on spotify <laughs> yeah follow us on spotify <laughs> <laughs> uh, um but those are very very nice clear melodic voices with no distortion yeah and i mean that's also i think that's also because of the music right that we are putting them in the opera metal category mm, yeah I would also say, no, I would say if you only have the orchestra, it's symphonic metal. And to be opera metal, you really need to have an operatic singer, male or female. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But I, uh, in my opinion, those are not, um, uh, are, that's not operatic singing. Yeah. Same. same so can you name an operatic band with an operatic metal singer imperial age uh, rhapsody rhapsody of fire the singer fabio yeah fabio that's operatic oh, that's what i remember as an that's true. And they also um had the the actor of zaruman yeah. on one of their albums yes this is something wow. we definitely have to link the magic of the wizard's dream <laughs> i love this song for so long time Maybe yes, I, and I, I have a cd with a, with this song in i think five different languages <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. also in german <laughs> it's nice. a really cool song and a Yeah, really cool cooperation. Um, I hardly no. I had the I saw Rhapsody live once at the Earthshaker Festival 2005, and they planned to have the actor on stage too, but unfortunately he couldn't make it, and he sent a video message back then. This was so cool because it. It was not that easy to send video messages in 2005. That's true. <laughs> uh, Christopher Lee is his name. 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This tall gentleman. It's very impressive. The second category I thought about was was clean vocals, but I um, I wanted to differentiate between the normal clean vocals and the really special clean vocals. Because I think that Timo Kutipeto from Stradivarius is much more impressive than um, the clean singing in Dark Tranquility. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I had to make a difference because there are some singers that you always, always, always um, recognize when you hear the music. It doesn't matter which style they sing, which genre, which if they sing pop music, rock, rap, I don't know. <laughs> um, and it doesn't matter which song they sing, you will always recognize them. Mm-hmm. And I think Iron Maiden is also a band um, totally. whose singer you can always recognize. And he's in every um, top or best ranking, yes. uh, best rock and metal yes. singer list. And that's... Um, He deserves to be there. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Iron Maiden, but Absolutely. the singer is really, really good. And he is also really good on stage. Mm-hmm. And I also mentioned Nevermore because Waradain had a very unique voice too. Totally. And also very nice mm-hmm. and melodic. Uh, mm-hmm. And a kind of dirtiness was in there. <laughs> Ooh, dirty. yeah and on the other hand i thought about bands like sonata arctica linking park dark tranquility trace dawn eskimo callboy who have really normal clean vocals and you can always change the singer and the music would still sound um not the same but close to the original you could do it Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That much, but he has also very um, special voice. Yes, all of them. I would say you can hear yeah. it always if he's singing. Yeah, well, I think every fan of a singer <laughs> yes, will probably. say that. No, but that. I'm not a fan of his voice, but, but I, I just um, can hear it if he sing a song, just future, future this, future to a song as a guest. I um, yeah, always I remember know. that. That's what, I, that's what I mean. I don't know if that's perception or, or that's something subjective because, um, I don't know, I also think of some voices like more special than others, but... But I don't know, for example, for me, uh, Chester Bennington has a very distinctive voice. I would have never put him in that in that uh, interchangeable <laughs> category and also not in the clean vocals category because he also screams yes, a lot. Yes, I have some bands that I put in um, more categor- categories than only one. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I see. I see. Dark Tranquility is also by Clean Screams. Oh, clean screams. That's funny somehow. Eskimo Callboy is almost everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> fan girl, fan girl, fan girl. Uh, I just bought the live DVD. It came out on Tuesday. <laughs> and I'm really thrilled to watch it on Saturday. Yes. 
they recorded the live kick in Cologne. Oh, great. Nice. Were you there? No. No. <laughs> wasn't good? I was um, in Leipzig. I saw them in Leipzig. And that was great. Yeah, can you name other bands with special clean male vocals? I like Camelot's uh, Tommy Kyrick. Uh -huh. He also sings a bit in opera metal, I'd say. A bit in that direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not more as some um, female vocalists, I would say. Which I would... So if I just um, would have to describe his voice or just have to compare his voice with female voices, then I would say they're... Um, Or if he would be a woman, let's say. So uh, I would not describe him as an operatic singer. If you know what I mean? It's, exactly. It's just like... Yes, but I think it's it's easier um, because women have such a high... Um, the, the tones, the notes are so high and men can't reach it and that's why it never sounds that operatic. No, but you can also have a very, very deep voice as an opera singer. Have you ever been to an opera, yeah. Pia? <laughs> <laughs> I've been so to they, a lot of operas. <laughs> so all the all the male singers are, uh, yeah, not all, but lots of them have deep voices. Yes, but none of and them could sing right? that loud and um, powerful in such high notes so this typical opera sound mm. is very female mm. not really and it's not and it's also not about the 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 range or how high it goes it's right. it's about the sound it sounds like darker and more Full. And darker and Fuller. deeper like not even not even if if the if the notes are 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 deep but yeah fuller and like more mysterious i don't know how else to describe it but um yeah i'm, I'm thinking right now of my singing teacher <laughs> <laughs> but men That's always my... sound more normal when they sing opera yeah i'm not sure no, me too. <laughs> but as you said we don't have like a, a very distinctive figure we can compare it to because For the female vocals, we can always compare it to Talia because we know that's like the pure operatic singing. Hmm. But in male vocals, we don't have, um, yeah, we don't have anything to compare. Oh, maybe we should um, say metal operatic singing. Because if I, I just think about um, the singer about of... The. <laughs> no, no. The singer of Mayan, <laughs> uh, Laura Macri, She is a, a real opera singer. Um, she also recorded one or two albums as, um, and these were, or these are classical albums. We should also link it, I think. Um, and I just noticed when I saw her on stage at the female metal event, I just thought, okay, wow, yeah, that's that's real opera, mm -hmm. and so I would still um, separate us. Um, there should, there is still a difference between opera, classical opera singing, and metal opera singing. That's not the same, I think. 
also Taya is for me not opera anymore, or just not the classical opera. It sounds for us as um, not classical fans, I would say, but there is um, there's a difference, and we should not say, okay, um, these singers you could also put, um, I don't know, in Roma on a, a in a Puccini opera. I don't know. There's still a difference. Well, yeah, because they don't have the the or or some of them don't don't have the training, but a lot of them do, and that's and that's the thing that I am trying to differentiate right now because Taya did study uh, opera. Yes, sure, but she did they, not practice uh, it. I think not in. That doesn't mean she she wouldn't be able to do it uh, because that's that's what I'm saying. It's about the 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 technical, the skills, the training. And that's something that, uh, that for example, Marcella Bobbio, Florianzen... <laughs> we talk about male vocals. <laughs> Please mention some yeah. men if you want to give examples. Yeah, and that's exactly what, I, what I'm saying. The, the operatic, the really operatic technique that, that very, very few men have. I was totally, I totally heard from Imperial Age. Of course, uh, the singer has a lower voice. Or, yeah, a lower register. So it was very distinctive. But it was also the sound quality. That was very operatic. And it's something that I definitely don't hear when I hear um, Tobias Summit mm. or Georg from Serenity. It's something just completely different. And the fact that they have skills and can... And can now I have it. <laughs> they have skills and can do a wide register of of um of sounds they can sing sing low notes and high notes with power and clarity that's uh that's a beautiful skill but it's not operatic yeah sure but it goes in the direction what <laughs> i think for me is, uh, it's not only normal clean vocal maybe it's kind of unique but i wouldn't say that this the camelot singer has a unique voice But what's the difference then to the normal clean vocal, as you put it? Between opera or between special? And between the ones that you, you categorize as opera, yeah. Um, to be honest, I wasn't that sure about the bands that I put into the male-fronted opera metal. I created this because we have female-fronted opera metal and I thought there have to be some male-fronted opera metal bands. Um, so I would also mention Charo in that category mm -hmm. and then I think there is not uh, that's not black or white there are some bands that as I said go in that direction but don't mm -hmm. sing full opera metal but they have that as a background or I don't know, they, they practice maybe, but they don't use it that much in their bands or they have maybe a chorus or whatever where they have this um, operatic style. Maybe it's a mm -hmm. mixture between, um, between the really normal vocals and sometimes they only have single notes that go to, uh, towards opera. Um, I would say uh, Henning Basse yeah. maybe has um, a voice which goes in that direction. 
because it's very um, strong and full for me. And for me, it's also difficult to mention so many bands because I just don't listen to them. Yeah. I, when I listen to male-fronted bands or in general, when I listen to music, most of the singers just scream or growl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the screams and growls. Yes. Um, I think there is a difference between... I call them dirty screams. They are mostly in thrash metal, like in Creator, for example. Um, Miller doesn't sing clean, but he also doesn't growl or really scream. It's something in between. Mm -hmm. um, and the newer children of Bodom also do that. It's easier to understand because it's not that harsh and not so fast, mm -hmm. uh, but it's also not clean. I'd also say this is the case in Unleashed, also sometimes in Eskimo Callboy, and also in Flames. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, interesting. What do you think? You described that very well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say... Maybe to make it easier, um, I can give you the other side, the clean screams. For example, in Evocation where the vocals are really dry and really fast and really hard to understand. Also in Gojira and I'd say Dark Tranquility also and that's what differents Dark Tranquility from In Flames. Ah. <laughs> and most of the Japanese metal bands like Bloodstained Child, they do these clean screams. Mm hmm. Hmm. Huh. Well, I have no idea about Japanese bands. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> But what would you say, Steffi? Um, is there a difference between thrash metal vocals and death metal vocals? Mm, depends. Depends, as always. Um, for me, thrash metal is often faster and... Yeah, a little bit um, more chaotic, maybe. Uh, it's hard to describe. And death metal is more brutal, lower, often slower. But that, yeah, just depends on the band sound, which kind of music they they make, and which sound they also want to create. Hmm. Mm. Well, all in all, my first thought was, yes, there's a difference, but if I think a little bit longer, no. No, you cannot describe the singing style just with the subgenre. That might be very hard. Mm. No, I would also describe In Flames and Children of Bodom as melodic death metal. And they also have this strange screaming style that is somewhere between clean vocals and screaming. I don't know. It's really in the middle of these two singing styles. Ooh. Maybe like Camelot is between normal and opera. Mm -hmm. uh, now I just have my, I think he's, yeah, I would say he's my favorite male singer. Um, the singer from Amorphous because he can switch very, very fast between uh, clean and um, harsh singing. 
and do both in a very, very good way. So you can change it very quick and then the quality is very high uh, while singing the other style. That's impressive. That's very, very good. Yeah, cool. The next category, which is growls, classical deep growls. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe in Leaf's Eyes. E Or Atrocity, if you would Ugh. also uh, only name Alex The Band. bad singer ever. The um, Yeah, the worst singer ever. Sorry, but... She bashed Alex. Yes. Alex bashing. I just do not like his voice. For me, it's just very unclean and undefined and just like he, he tries to do something which he just cannot do. The first album from Atrocity that I bought and that I heard was Atlantis and I still think that it's the best album they ever made because it was so pure, dark, heavy, brutal um, with growls all over. <laughs> just in one song they didn't have growls, I think. I have to admit I have never listened to Atrocity. But, and I have also never paid much attention to Alex's voice. <laughs> Only to his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his hair is beautiful. It's just very, very long. <laughs> and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that is a very good example for, for growls. I would also say Amana Math are typical growls. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god. Now I just remember <laughs> for me a typical classical singer. Um uh, Sabaton. For me that's operatic. Not not the classical operatic but opera metal. His singing style. Because it's so very pathetic and da -da -da -dum. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would describe him as um um, operatic singing style. Good point. Metal operatic. All right. Um, going back to growls, I have a question. What do you think? Um, there's like this. Uh, I don't know. This. I think some kind of phenomenon, maybe. That um, I think now more than before, people are wanting to learn to growl, and before it was just like, yeah, fucking do it. Um, do you agree? Yes, because you're just reading and listening more and more stories how singers almost, well, not killed themselves, but hurt themselves very hard while doing it in a wrong way and destroyed almost mm -hmm. their voices. I don't know which singer it was, but I think he just, um, um, yeah, there was just blood on stage somewhere while singing because he sang too loud, too hard, and just not healthy for his voice. And almost lost I it. I think I can't really answer this question because I'm listening to death metal for such a long time that it's just normal for me. But maybe um, this vocal technique goes more and more into different metal genres, um, that are not typical for growls like maybe true metal or power metal. But I don't know about that because I really, really don't listen to true metal or power metal at all. 
and I don't listen to Sabaton. I think they have really cool stage trousers, but that's all I know about them. And that was, <laughs> I don't know, eight years ago when I saw them on stage. So maybe they have different trousers now. Uh, so I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, no, I think uh, with when Melissa Cross is training f for growling, when that became uh, like famous, or when she became famous, everybody started to be more interesting, more interested in learning to growl. Mm -hmm. That's that's something that I think I have um, observed. So yeah, because I'm seeing Bia in your list, uh, there's no trivium. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can add them if you want. End of the friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know if if normal clean vocals because they are very special to me. <laughs> <laughs> But Matiki from Trivium also um, screams. I think. Uh, yeah, that's not very growling. It's more in like in the higher spectrums. And he, for example, was was one of these cases that uh, Steffi was mentioning. He blew out his vocal cords at a festival. And after that, he started for the first time after years and years in in Trivium. He, he had, had to start from zero again and learn to sing. Or, or he wanted to learn to sing so that wouldn't happen again. Mm. And um, uh, so, yeah, that's like... I think, I think there it wasn't like that before, like um, in the nineties and before that, yes. no one would like say, "Yeah, I go to growl school or something." I would say um, that is because it's a very new style of singing. Um, I think it was in the seventies when, or in the eighties, in the early eighties, when the the first bands like Metallica and Slayer got into that direction. And that was still mm -hmm. more clean vocals than this really harsh vocals. Uh, I don't know mm -hmm. from which genre it comes. Maybe it just developed somewhere in between thrash metal and black metal. Um, but I think the the very popular bands with screams and growls are from the 90s. And you first need a subject and then you can study it. So people just did it and maybe some of them ruined their voice with that. And then there were the vocal teachers who said, okay, um, if you can do that, there must be a healthy way to do it. And now that they figured out how yeah. to grow in a healthy way, there are more and more teachers. And I think there is even a growing school in the USA, but I'm not sure about that. So there is growing school. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's a very good theory. I like, <laughs> I think that's the logical explanation. Yes. Um, if you want to hear what I mean with the difference between the screams and the growls, um, the Italian band Stormlord has a very very nice song a song that is called Mare Nostrum. It's the title track of their album that is, of course, also called Mare Nostrum. Um, and right in the beginning, there is this. There are these growls, and when the music really starts, the singer starts to scream. So Ooh. just listen to that. It's a very, very beautiful song. And that's gonna be in our Spotify playlist, right? 
Yes. And of course, in the show notes that you can find at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast 26. Yeah. And if you have any questions, just tweet at us at Metal High Heels. Yes. And now I come to my last category, and that is rap. Rap is very important. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so unmetal. I can mention Papa Roach, which I think all of us know. And a band that is not so famous and that is called MU. But I sent a link to uh, to one of their songs that I just discovered today. It's called Jinyuku Master Lord. And I love it. It was fun to listen to, indeed. We were yeah, the combination the is just so cool. <laughs> I will also put that one in the playlist. Um, but that's... Maybe we can have a short discussion about if rap and metal even works or if there can be rap and metal. I think Clawfinger also is a rap metal band. Also um, Linkin Park. I think more women should try it because, you know, there are not many female rappers like in general at all. Lady Betray. Um, sure. <laughs> and uh, but uh, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Lead Singer Syndrome, uh, Shane Told from uh, Silverstein had an interview with a female rapper who is also very in the very much in the metal scene. So I'm gonna uh, look for that episode somewhere and link that in the show notes. So that's very interesting. And that was a category that we didn't have in our female vocals um, episode. So it would be very interesting to to hear that. But I also remember, I know one, I think it's Infected Rain, maybe. Mm -hmm. I have to listen to them. Yeah. But I mean, of course, the whole rap and metal situation was new metal. Well, there was also, also some DJing. Mm -hmm. That came into the, the mix to make Why it. Why is there no dubstep metal? I want dubstep metal. <laughs> Isn't that metalcore? Sounds crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no, but it, there's a lot of dubstep influences in metalcore. Yeah. Eskimo Colbert should do it. Yes. I think they have one song in which they have a very, very small passage with dubstep there is a really cool song from we came as romans that is so untypical for them <laughs> um it is called encoder ah that that's familiar i think i've really listened cool to that yeah um should we all say who our favorite uh, male singers in metal are that is very difficult for me okay top three of course timo cotipelto Mm-hmm. Can you say why? Uh, because his voice is really, really unique. Um, and he makes Stradivarius a power or true or whatever you would call it metal band that I can listen to. That I really, really love. And that's only because of the voice. Um, the second one is Eike Frese from Dark Age. But I don't know so many songs from them. I 
listened a lot to their album Acedia, which is also nearly 10 years old. And I think they only released one album after that. But his voice is really cool without being so special. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the third one would be Petri Lindros from Enziferum, because you can understand everything that he sings, <laughs> uh, even though he is <laughs> screaming. <laughs> that's a skill. That's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Steffi, yours? And even though I don't like Enziferum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's untypical. So I have the opposite. Um, yeah, how I already mentioned, I would say uh, Tommy of Amorphous. But I'm not pretty sure if I would also like him if he would be in an, in another band. So just like I okay. just love the who sound of Amorphous. I know that he has very, very good skills, but his voice is I if I just I just remember his voice in mind now. Mm, I'm not sure. Well it doesn't matter. Um I, I would say him as one of my favorite male singers. And then, which also, there are so many and so less <laughs> somehow. Um, in fact, also a Marco, Marco Yelta of Nightwish and Tarot, his voice. I just like um, Nightwish songs when only he's singing. <laughs> just, uh, I don't know, that's uh, uh, maybe two or three. The demo songs uh, with only him ones. singing are so great. <laughs> <laughs> that's true for example oh oh Roy Khan that was the former singer of Camelot and I just remember when they when he announced that he would leave the band I just started crying because for me it was just yeah yeah I would say he was for me the perfect singer he had such a very very emotional voice And uh, um, there's one live DVD of Camelot while Roy Khan was lead singer. And he was on stage even better, but in studio. And that that's impressive because you just uh, thought, okay, he's just singing his, his soul, his all his heart, all his soul. He's, he could create or he just could uh, lay down, put down in his singing style. That was... Oh. Wow, impressive. Yeah. And Kiki, what are your second and third favorite singers? Because we all know who number one is. Who is number one? <laughs> the Trivium guy. <laughs> the Trivium guy. It's... I mean, he is in my top three. Matt Heafy from Trivium is totally in my top three because um, he has the skills and he was willing to learn the skills even after he was famous. Um, and distortion is the word that I was looking for before. He can sing clean and also um, growl and scream, which are distortion, uh, singing with distortion. And because I do think he can also do the, the lower, the deeper um, distorted singing, which is which would be growling. Um, but I don't know if, if he isn't the the first in my top three um anyway henning bass is obviously one of my favorite uh male singers in metal and number three there are so many there are so many but i think i'm gonna go with the classic dio 
He mm. had the skills, the voice, yes. and an impressive register. Like, yeah, some very, very high notes that that <laughs> that dude could sing. So those would be my top three. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you just mentioned something that I also wrote down in preparation. Um, I think it's more common for male singers to do both, to sing clean and also do the growls. There are not so many female bands that come to my mind um, in which the singer does both, but many male-fronted bands. What do you think about that? That's true. I think it's becoming more common. Yeah. I think uh, female singers are starting to to do both um like uh well of course like Alyssa and like uh Vicky from the Agonist so there I think that's that's a wave that's coming in yeah, especially these young bands they're the singers if I just um, go on YouTube and want to discover something new something yeah newcomers and they have a female vocalist almost all of them can do both or used to do both Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but when we think about the classical or the the older bands <laughs> that we grew up with, there are no, not so many. No, that was just this, so this opera metal era, or for me, just in my mind, that was t more typical. Yeah, or bands like Holy Moses um, and Arch Enemy, where the women only yeah. grow. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I still have the dream of a band that has a singer who can do everything who can do uh the the normal clean vocals <laughs> the screams and every variation growls and also good raps that would wow that would fit to so many songs especially end side by heaven shall burn would sound so great if you would have a combination between the singing styles uh, but mayan also do that this combination of course of div but but yes. with a lot of singers but yeah exactly yeah, okay that's not one i want person. that from one mouth <laughs> oh wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> you have got very high expectations yeah bring oh, me the yeah. perfect thing please <laughs> <laughs> okay oh maybe i should mention um, another guy who is one of my favorite singers, but he does kind of comedy. Um, he does a lot of cover songs from pop music and he uh, makes metal songs out of them. He's called, I, I think I say that wrong now, Leo Mor Moraccioli. And his YouTube channel is named oh, Frog yeah. Leap Studios. He's very popular. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's on Spotify as well. So put him on our Spotify playlist. Yeah, we'll he's do. funny. He's a funny guy. <laughs> totally, yeah. and he's a great and musician. He can do so much with his voice. <laughs> yes, if you're listening, Leo, come on our show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, and tell us how um, your last name is pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought about um, supporting him as uh, um, on Patreon, mm -hmm. but I failed on um, registration. Aww. I was too lazy for that. So when I have my credit card somewhere near, then I will do that, Leo. Yeah, talking about Patreon, Marcella Bobbio is also on there. 
if you guys didn't know that. So you can support her on making her next uh, solo album and on making music constantly on that one. There are some pretty cool perks on her Patreon page, so go check that out. And that was it for today. No. No. No? <laughs> just, no. A, just a quick addition. Um, you just mentioned that you can support musicians on Patreon. Um, and I used Spotify for so long and we always talk a lot about Spotify and have our playlists on Spotify and everything. But today um, I quit my subscription to Spotify. <gasps> I had a premium account. And changed to Apple Music because Apple Music pays a lot more money to the to the musicians when you listen to the music. Hmm. That's a good yeah. argument. And interesting for our last podcast. That's the only yeah. argument. <laughs> yes, and um, for all of you who are interested in how artists think about Spotify, you should listen to our last episode. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, you should subscribe to the Metal and High Heels podcast on iTunes or any other podcatcher. We are pretty much everywhere. And of course, you can also listen on our player when you go to www.metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast. You can add a two and a seven after that to go exactly to this episode. And yeah, Steffi, where can people follow us? Everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, uh, on, <laughs> on every social network you know. We're not on Pinterest anymore and we're not on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah true, okay. <laughs> But still on Facebook, of course, there we also post some news. If you're interested to follow us there, would be fine. And uh, Twitter. Yes, and you can send voice messages directly to our Facebook account and we will play them in this podcast. So just let us know who your favorite male singer is and if you know any good opera metal band I do, that are confronted I, I do I do I just looked <laughs> <laughs> I just looked up um Roy Khan's biography and he also studied classical singing for three years. So he's also Perfect. a classical singer in a metal Ooh. band. Or was sadly just a was. Yeah. And so if by accident and an opera singer listens to this and still listens to this <laughs> why don't you just try it in metal <laughs> yeah yes, be brave please. and just um, match up with some guitarists and drums and that was it for today people see you next time bye 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 bye, bye.